Soccer Weekly ESPN LA, 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are about to hear what is the most important issue in the world of soccer here in the United States and North America. What's on tap tonight on Soccer Weekly is just that. By the way, you'll also, if you want to, if you're a rugby fan flipping through right now and you're hitting the uh, scan, stop. I promise you're going to want, you're, in, you're interested as well here on Soccer Weekly. That's all I'm going to say now. That's a, you know, what we call in the business a tease. But it's the single most important subject in all of U.S. soccer. And I'm going to talk about it right now here on Soccer Weekly. Kevin Baxter, the guy who writes for the LA Times, good solid writer. Covers a lot of stuff in his career. He also covers the Galaxy and Major League Soccer. He wrote a column talking about the upcoming bids for the World Cup in 2026. And tonight I'm talking politics with you. It's something I never discuss in any of the shows I do, let alone Soccer Weekly. But it is that important. Because Baxter, also citing an article that was written in uh, mid-December, I've read it from Stephen Goff of the Washington Post. He covers D.C. United and MLS. Great writer back there, too. Both of them alluding to how the United States, their bid, along with Canada and Mexico, you know, the joint bid for the North America for 2026, might be slipping in popularity. And Baxter referencing the possibility that a lot of that has to do with Donald Trump and the United States popularity around the world. And I am fired up about this. For a number of reasons, and if you want to get involved, it's 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And first of all, I got nothing against what Kevin Baxter wrote. He's just merely pointing out, he's got to be hearing this from people. He's not going to just write this column. I have nothing against what he's written, but I have a massive problem with it in general. That the uh, growing anti-U.S. sentiment towards our president would affect our World Cup bid. Now, you might ask, well, Denholm, I hate the guy. You may hate President Trump. You may love him. I don't care. That's not what it's about. Hear me out. I don't give a rip what side you're on in that sense. But the absolute hypocrisy from an organization like FIFA... FIFA, one of the most corrupt organizations in the history of this planet that we've rotated on for years. For it, Some of it, even Stephen Goff was referencing, some of it might have to do with the fact the United States was one of the only nations willing to crack down on all the corruption and scandal. You've got Qatar about to host the World Cup in 2022, right? Nothing but human rights violations constantly in that country with their migrant workers and and the women and everything. And yet, oh, FIFA, no problem. And you mean to tell me this shady organization is allegedly going to hold a presidential election against us? The absolute cojones on that stinking uh, group, FIFA. This is outlandish. And I'll tell you one thing, and it's something I've been thinking about for years. I'm not conspiratorial. That's fine. Whatever. There's no, it, Most of the time, if you're looking for conspiracies, the answer is a lot simpler. But I am convinced that if the United States does not win, along with Canada and Mexico, the joint bid, which, by the way, is a little unity there. How about that? How about that, FIFA? I am convinced FIFA doesn't really want 
soccer to be successful in the United States. Now, you would laugh at that right off the bat. Oh, my gosh, Denholm, this market. I mean, hear me out. They don't really want soccer to be successful, especially if it's Major League Soccer. FIFA, no, no way, no shape, no how does FIFA, and to be perfectly honest, FIFA, the lapdog of Europe, let's be realistic, how UEFA goes is the way FIFA wants to go. They don't want MLS to succeed. They don't want the next Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or the next 50 top world players playing in Nashville or Houston or even Los Angeles. They don't want it because Manchester United doesn't want it and Barcelona doesn't want it and Real Madrid doesn't want it. And Zheng, Gengzhuang Evergrade over in uh, China doesn't want it. And Leon doesn't want it with your Landon Donovan, which we'll get to. They don't want the United States to be successful, and they're looking for reasons. So now you have a reason in an unpopular, globally, an unpopular president, and an unpopular president locally. But if they if they use that, if any country uses that to determine their vote, it's a sham. This is a man who will not be president then, no matter what happens to the United States. Think about it. 2026, he wouldn't be president anyway. Doesn't matter. He probably will be president for shorter than that. Let's be realistic. Probably not going to win the next election. Though in our country, you can never tell anymore. It doesn't matter. The fact that they're even trying to hide behind something like that is a sca- for a, an organization that's been one of the most corrupt in the history of the world. They got the temerity to even possibly call out our politics. And again, doesn't matter what side you're on on this. 877-710-ESPN. This is a FIFA issue, and this is ridiculous. And I'm convinced if the United States does not get that bid with Mexico and Canada, which, by the way, would be the biggest World Cup ever, guaranteed, 2026. If the United States joins together with Canada and Mexico, it will be the biggest World Cup ever and may well be the biggest there ever will be until the next time it comes to the United States and Mexico. And they don't want that. Europe doesn't want it. South America doesn't want it. You think Gremio isn't tired of losing their players to Europe, let alone if the United States became the biggest? If MLS became the biggest league in the world, they don't want that. They're fighting tooth and nail. Why do you think groups like these groups that Charlie Stilitano runs and bring in these games, why do you think Man Man City and Man United come here in their offseason? It's not just to make the quick buck. Those dollars don't... I mean, they're big, but they're not that big. It's so the MLS doesn't become the premiership. And they don't want you watching by the millions because they see what the NFL and that money has become and the NBA continues to grow. Europe doesn't want that for us And when it comes to the world's game. It's the biggest issue facing the United States and nobody's talking about it because nobody even thinks about it. These articles really struck me merely a month apart by two very good soccer writers. 
And it's, it's frustrating because it's the truth that people just don't even want to relate to. And a lot of you don't want to hear me talk about it because you've fallen into the trap. Oh, you love your Crystal Palace and you wear your Everton jersey. Though if I gave you a map and spotted you Goodison Park on it, you couldn't find your way. I know, all you Liverpool. up. Yeah, you'll never walk alone, all you Liverpool fans out there. Shut up. You don't even know where Liverpool is on a map, most of you. You couldn't find it with two hands. Somehow you're a big Reds fan. Give me a break. They don't want it. They absolutely don't. And this kind of stuff, they're starting to leak it out slowly. I'm keeping my eyes on if If the United States and Mexico and Canada don't get that bid, it is a sham. Not that we need any more evidence that FIFA is just absolutely ridiculous. Cutter. Cutter's getting the World Cup. Human rights violations as we speak going on. What a joke. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. The number for you to get involved. You can also hit me up on Twitter. Follow the show there at Talk Soccer. I will continue to be on this story until that vote comes down. And I, it's just unacceptable to even start these stories coming out. Well, maybe they're not going to win. because. And again, nothing against the writers. They're just sticking their finger up in the breeze, you know, licking it and seeing where the wind is blowing. And if this is the sentiment, shame on those of you in FIFA who have any say in this. You're going to blame Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? Cutter? Russia is the host of two. I mean, we're talking we're months away from Russia hosting. And you're going to tell me you're going to hold the politics of the United States against them? That is a Are joke. you dumb, brother? That is ridiculous. Russia. We're, we're literally seconds away from Russia hosting. But somehow FIFA's going to take the high moral ground now about the United. you got to be kidding me. It's, it, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. If it wasn't so fu- so laughable, I'd be shedding tears now, and I probably will. But I'm keeping my eye on it. You're not getting away with it, FIFA. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. And, of course, the big story locally is our man Landon. We uh, had that on uh, last week's show that the very night Landon Donovan had announced actually minutes before our show, that he was actually signing for Club Leon. I, I mean, I'm still shaking my head here. It's bad radio because you can't see me, but I am. I'm literally still flabbergasted over it. But he did. He went down there and signed. Leon, not Club America, not Chivas. Although he said he loved the city, so, you know, going from San Diego to Leon, I hear it's probably not much different, frankly. It's supposed to be a beautiful town. So kudos to the near 36-year-old Landon Donovan. We will discuss that more with the ESPN FC's Tom Marshall, friend of the show. That's coming up next. And I promise you, rugby fans, keep listening. Yes, it's a tease. And get your phone ready. If you're driving, be careful when I do this bit coming up later. But be careful. But That's later on in the show. That's just a little tease. Rugby fans, you're going to want to stay tuned as well. I'm Dave Denholm. You are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's Soccer Weekly on ESPN LA 710. This is Soccer Weekly. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. And we are joined now by a good guy and a friend of the show, 
Tom Marshall from ESPN FC. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time. You've been all over this Landon Donovan story. Going to Club Leon, I'm still scratching my head over it and shaking my head over this. I'm I'm so amazed that this story broke. What's it been like the last few days after Landon was officially signed and then announced to the fans down there? Honestly, I mean, I think I was I was there in Leon last night and it was being presented, and it was only when I saw him kind of wearing the shirt <laughs> that it kind of hit home that this story was real because it, it just had such a surreal feel to it. You know, Landon Donovan, this this figurehead of, of U.S. soccer, you know, he's been retired for for what I think fourteen months now. All of a sudden, pops up um, and signs for for a Liga Liga MX team. So. Yeah, I think it's been a lot of surprise here in Mexico, and, and 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 obviously a lot of question marks. Now, can he can he bring anything? Can he contribute? You know, what what at his age at thirty five, almost thirty six years old, will he be able to adapt to this league? You know, which is which is which is quite strong. Yeah, that's what surprised me about it, Tom. It's not as though he's thirty six and scored eighteen goals last season or 10 goals last season, meaning, you know, coming off a good year, yeah, he's older, but okay, he can make that move. He's still in, he's going to, it's going to take him a while to get into shape, realistically, to really contribute in a very fast and tough league. Why did Leon make this move in your estimation, Tom? What are you hearing? I mean, I think from Leon's point of view, it's, uh, you know, in a way it's a no-brainer. There's so much focus on the club. I mean, Leon is one of the Mexico's biggest clubs. I think it's a really good club. It's a, it's a mid-sized city. Um, in central Mexico, a really nice city. You know, I love going there. But but you know, it's uh, it it doesn't it doesn't get many headlines in the national press. So as soon as Landon Donovan signs, obviously it brings a lot of attention. And and from what I heard, there was one spot left in the squad. The the president wanted to fill with a fill it with a, a bigger name player. And I think Donovan, I think the idea will be that you know initially, obviously like you said, then he's got to get he's got to get fit first, and then after that, you know probably coming off the bench can he be an impact substitute so but I tell you what listening to Donovan last night I mean I actually asked him I said you know do you fear is there a fear in you that you know coming out of retirement after so long that this isn't going to work for you and and this could be the kind of after a glittering career really yeah you know that your last kind of club could be a kind of failure and he said you know that was the first thing that came to his mind when the um, <laughs> when the offer came in but he said that when he puts his mind to it, and he's absolutely 100% committed, and he actually said there's no danger of this not succeeding. Now, um, let's see, obviously mentally he's in the right place, but let's see if his body um, is is in the same place as well and, and, and can match his, his, the ambitions that he obviously has in his head. We're talking with Tom Marshall, who covers the Mexican national team in Liga MX for ESPN FC. Check out his work there. He's a friend of the show here, and Tom... Tom was uh, down in uh, Leon when uh, Landon was announced. Landon Donovan announced as a club Leon player yesterday. Tom, I think what, maybe what adds to the weirdness of this story in a way is how it kind of broke. It was all just this weird Twitter back and forth between Leon and Landon Donovan. And then everybody just presumed, oh, this is some kind of bit or this is some kind of little publicity stunt. And then all of a sudden on Twitter, Landon basically says, yeah, I'm coming. I can't wait. This was a weird way for this to. I guess it was a perfect way for this story to happen on a lot of levels. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that it, the, the, it was such a weird move. I mean, Landon Donovan last night was saying that, you know, even going back a week or, or, or eight days, he said last Monday the offer came in, um, and and I rejected it. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm happy with my life in San Diego. You know, I'm doing my TV work. I'm uh, I'm watching a lot of a, a lot of soccer. So 
you know, I'm very happy with my life. And then he said, uh, you know, and then he thought about it. And then on the Wednesday, he said, okay, let me go, let me go down to Lyon and let, let me see the city, let me see the stadium, let's have, let's have a look what it's all about. And it was only after really he went down on the Wednesday to, to see Lyon that he, he, he changed his mind and he said, you know what, I really, really, you know, really fancy this, I'm 100% into it. So I think, you know, the, the way that the transfer was kind of, the, the story broke was just a really uh, the repercussion of the, the things that were going on in the background, which, which it wasn't a normal transfer. Sure, so, sure. But yeah, I mean, let, let's see, let's see, uh, let's see how he does now. I mean, I think that after all the excitement of last night, you know, seven thousand Leon fans turned up. They were singing Landon Donovan's name, which in the context is, you know, this is one of the most hated soccer players. Uh, down in Mexico that, that, that there is. I mean, really an enemy of the Mexican national team for so long. And for, for, to hear Mexican fans actually singing his name was, was actually incredible. But really the hard work starts now for Landon Donovan because, you know, he looks in decent shape, but it's one thing being, you know, trim and, and another thing being fit to play, uh, um, you know, a good, a, a very good club. I mean, Leon is second in the league after two rounds of matches and then make an impact, which obviously... From what everything was saying, that's what he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. We're talking with Tom Marshall, covers the Mexican national team in Liga MX for uh, ESPN FC. Tom, you bring up a good point. I wanted to kind of approach it this way with the Mexican fans. Certainly Landon was hated, but we get the impression here as American football fans and uh, the U.S. men's national team that Mexican fans respected Landon Donovan maybe more so than just about any other American player ever. Is that is that false? Like, do we get that impression wrongly, or, or do they really feel that way about him? Even though they hate him, they got to give him a tip of the cap for how good he was. Yeah, I think uh, maybe not many Mexico fans would admit that openly, <laughs> uh, but I think in I think in private, definitely. I mean, I think that um, you know, Landon Donovan, like he was saying last night, he grew up playing with you know Latino players. He grew up with that style, and it was only when he was a teenager that he realized his style was actually quite different from. From from the other Americans, obviously elite level, um, and and he said the reason is that because he grew up playing with you know Mexicans, Mexican Americans, and, and he had that style. Mm-hmm. So I think Mexicans really appreciate his, his you know just brilliant technical ability on the ball, which you know rightly or wrongly isn't associated with with American players in general. Um, so yeah, and, and and I mean you know without getting too political, this is a this is a it's a big statement for a figure. Someone like Landon Donovan to bring his family like he is doing to come and live in Leon. He talked about, you know, kind of, um, you know, he doesn't believe walls and these kind of things. And, and obviously, with the political climate, I think it's a, and I think Landon Donovan appreciates that it's a big statement on, on his part as this kind of, you know, leader of U.S. soccer to, to actually come down and live in Mexico at, at this time. But all that being said, I kind of feel like he's going to get a lot of grief from the other Mexican uh, fans, right? The other teams are going to have a lot of fun with this, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the whole story, I mean, people can, you know, we can be cynical. Um, we can we can question whether he's going to do it on the field. But yeah. it is going to be a story to follow. It's such a, it's such a brilliant narrative. And, um, and, yeah, when he goes away to the Stadio Azteca, for example, you know, he goes to Club America and... Um, he we almost signed for in 2009, but he goes to Club America in front of the Azteca fans, and they're not going to be very forgiving. <laughs> they, respect, they might respect him <laughs> privately, but I, I can guarantee that when he when he shows up on the field, 
be uh, they, they won't be applauded and put it that way. Yeah, they re- they respect Gignac too, but uh, come on, I mean it's uh, it's all comes down to what's on the pitch. Tom Marshall uh, from ESPN FC covers the Mexican national team and Liga MX, and he's talking to us here on Soccer Weekly. Dave Denholm on ESPN LA seven ten. Tom, as we look at this from a perspective of uh, Leon and making this move. How long? Like, it, I don't. Ha- I don't know the details. I haven't heard. Do you know how long he signed for? Is it just the? Is it just the one tournament? Is it? Is it a full year? What's the deal with Landon Donovan? Yes, it's, uh, he signed the deal until next December. So mm-hmm. obviously that'll be the uh, you know the, the current season, the Calzada 2018, sure, and then the Apertura as well. So I, I mean, I assume I don't think he's going to play in the next two weeks uh, minimum because I think he's got to. Get- I mean, he's got a lot of physical work to do before then. Mm-hmm. And then I think gradually he's going to be fed in. And really, I think we should probably only start properly judging him come next season, which is after the summer. So it's, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. Well, Tom, give us a perspective uh, of Leon on the pitch right now. Who is Landon Donovan going to be playing with? We know a few of the people because some of the names are familiar to us here. But uh, tell us a little bit more about Club Leon. Yeah, I mean, Leon actually, for me, I'd say, you know, maybe maybe the fourth or fifth best team right now in League MX. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were very unlucky last season to, to not knock out Tigres, who's the eventual champion in, in the playoffs. Um, you know, Maro Boselli is the main striker. He's an absolute club legend. Love him. Uh, yeah. Great, great, great player. Um, on the right wing, you've got Elias Hernandez, who's, you know, been involved in the Mexican national team. He's pushing for a place in the Mexico squad um, for Russia 2018. And uh, Luis Chapito Montes, um, just, he, he, I think his Montes is going to be vying for that spot with Donovan in more of a central role behind Bosselli. Um, and then Andrade on the, on the left. So this is, this is a very good team. I mean, it's not a team full, full of stars, apart from Donovan, but um, it's a team that really does work well. Gustavo Diaz, the, the manager, is, he knows what he's doing. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think Leon are going to be a team that definitely in the playoff picture. And, and I mean, I think if, if you you look at the league remix right now, you've got Tigres and you've got Monterrey. I think those are the, the two strongest teams by a little bit of a distance. And then I think below that you've got kind of Club America. And then I think you put Leon into that category, just just below the the, the two teams from Nueva Leon, but you know with a decent chance of um, of silverware this season. And that's what Donovan said. He said. I'm coming here to play. I'm yeah. coming here to do well, and I'm coming here. I'm coming here to be a champion, which is uh, again a, another bold statement last night from Donovan. You know, but it's the kind of guy where you don't really doubt him. That's the thing we've seen it far too often here, especially exactly. in Los Angeles. And I will, I, I, I will make go on record as saying I believe the soccer world will blow up officially if Landon Donovan hoists a trophy and somehow scores like the game-winning goal <laughs> to win a tournament <laughs> for Leon. I think it will be the end of the soccer world in Mexico and the United States. Unbelievable stuff, <laughs> Tom. Great story, great insight to it. Tom Marshall covers the Mexican national team and Liga MX for ESPN. NFC and joins us here on Soccer Weekly. Tom, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Appreciate it. No, thanks a lot for the invitation. Great to, great to talk about these things. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Tom Marshall, ESPN FC, once again, appreciate his time here talking about Leon and Landon Donovan. We're going to keep our eyes on that story. That is a massive story out of, uh, of course, Mexico and, of course, Los Angeles. It's a huge story. And, uh, oh, by the way, I didn't want to say this, you know, during or beforehand either, but uh, Leon took it on the chin in Copa MX tonight.
So the coffee growers, the cafeteros beats Leon in, in Copa MX. Two to one. Yikes. Good luck there, Landon. Now, of course, Landon wasn't going to play in that game. Not ready to go, but that where they oh they played at Estadio Olimpico de Tapachula, so that's where the cafeteleros play the coffee growers, right? Isn't that what the, that translates to? Thank you, thank you. I always have to like look across the glass there for my pronunciation slash uh, representation there of uh, Espanol. So uh, cafeteleros beats León in Copa MX. That's how tricky Copa MX is. Certainly, Landon Donovan can help them on the pitch. Thanks so much again to Tom Marshall. Check out his work at ESPN. FC, we appreciate him. Now, rugby fans, I told you, there's a lot of crossover, right? Soccer fans love basketball. We love the NFL. We love all sports, hockey. But we love rugby, too. And if you're a rugby fan, you're going to want to pay attention. Coming up next here on Soccer Weekly, I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. It's ESPN LA 710. Sucker Weekly ESPN LA 710. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California. We love the beautiful game. We love all sports, really, or not all of them. I'll be honest with you. I don't love all of them. At times, I'm a, a perturbed by golf enough that I can't even say that I really love it anymore. But most sports, you know, we love our football. We love our football. We love the NBA, of course. College football. You know, all the usual suspects. We also love rugby. I love rugby. I I must say, I love the rugby sevens. I love, you know, who got me started into rugby as a soccer guy. Not started into it, but I loved his passion for it as a soccer dude that many of you are familiar with, of course, for ESPN and soccer is Max Bretas. Love Max's passion for rugby, and it got me watching more of it. And um, I got to tell you, it's uh, rugby is a sport for men. If you're playing rugby and you're on a men's team, you are a man. It's a sport for tough women, too, if you're playing women's rugby. I, I wouldn't do it. I don't have the guts to do that. I'd get killed. That is crazy, that sport. All right, there we go. Yeah, Mario's taking that. We got the callers flying in here at 877-710-3776. Oh, this show, it's got me fired up. Thanks again to Tom Marshall. Check out his work, ESPNFC.us on the internet there. He does a great job covering Liga MX and uh, landed Donovan going to Leon. But this story about the World Cup bid maybe being in trouble for the United States because of politics and our current president has got me sickened. Kevin Baxter, great writer for uh, the LA Times, wrote something about it. And last month, Stephen Goff, who's an excellent soccer writer of the Washington Post, and Baxter even references Goff article. You got to go read both. Goff's article uh, reported that, uh, according to Baxter, that uh, people in that bid were, uh, you know, from the North American bid, were expressing concern about how that U.S. Se- you know sentiment is turning negative around the world, doing no small part to our current president. And I say that is ridiculous. Now, when you hear me say that, you might think you're defending President Trump. No, I don't care what your politics are. I'm saying that the fact that politics in general would affect FIFA's decision on the World Cup 2026 when we are minutes away from a World Cup in Russia and we're minutes plus four years away from a World Cup in Qatar? Are you kidding me? You don't laugh, you'll cry at this stupidity. FIFA, notoriously corrupt. The United States, a big part of cleaning that up, and that's part of the story too. And you're going to tell me that the U.S. might not get a bid 
coupled with Canada and Mexico, right? A unified bid. Countries working across differences. Canada, Mexico, U.S., right? For a North American bid. You're going to tell me FIFA's going to have the audacity to hide behind politics? Our current president, who will not be president then anyway when the World Cup takes place? You're going to tell me that's going to blow up the bid, potentially? Shame on you. What a disgrace and how hypocritical that would be. We're so close, I can see the games in Russia just about to kick off. In Russia. And then Qatar and their human rights violations. Are you kidding me? 877-710-ESPN. What a disgrace. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care if you're hard right or uber left, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're United States citizens who love the beautiful game, right? We're fans of the U.S. and Mexico and citizens of that great nation and Canada who are going to have a combined bid, all three nations, all of us. And we're citizens of the beautiful game. And to say that there's a possibility of derailing that over a current president who's not going to be president then, who, by the way, isn't popular. No matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on, he's not popular. What a what a travesty that would be. What an absolute joke. As if I didn't know FIFA was an absolute joke most of the time anyway. Can't even imagine that. The United States, Mexico, and Canada must hope or must host World Cup 2026. I firmly believe that. They have to. It's the right move. No disrespect to Morocco, who's the uh, pretty much the next nation who's going after it. Fine footballing nation. By the way, they'll be at the World Cup this year. We will not, if you needed any reminder of that. Got nothing against Morocco. Haven't been there. My wife's itching to go. Beautiful country by all accounts. Anybody who's ever gone has told me it's awesome. This isn't personal. This is business. But don't tell me FIFA's not making it personal. If indeed these stories are correct and, and people are actually leaning away from the U.S. bid with Mexico and Canada because of politics, joke. Russia's hosting this year in Qatar in 2022. Qatar! <laughs> 877-710-ESPN. Mario, we good with the callers? Did they fly? Yes, they did. Holy cow, we got some winners. We got them. Beautiful. We don't have to share names or anything, but congratulations to those people going to see some rugby at StubHub Center. I know you'll have a good time there. So StubHub Center is a busy place, right? They got uh, the Chargers, got a little rugby going. Got some concerts. Got some concerts, got some boxing, got some tennis, got some, oh, by the way, L.A. Galaxy football. Galaxy make another signing. They uh, signed some dude from Sacramento Republic of the USL. Yeah, that's, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to waste too much time on it. All right, good luck to him. He's getting a shot at the big time. That's great. Look, I can lie to you and say, oh, love the way this Clementa plays. You know, I love it. He's a great center back. You know, he's. Gonna fit right in. Twenty six year old. He's been in the uh, lower leagues, but he's got. I love. I love his game. Yeah, I can lie to you and tell you I've seen him play a minute. I haven't seen him play a second of football. So you got to trust your uh, front office, then, right? He adds some depth. That's great. But you know, I'm not going to be that jerk who comes on the radio and tells you he's phenomenal. I don't like the lie. Haven't seen him play one second of soccer in my life. 
All right, we'll see what happens. Good. When I tell you that I've seen Diego Rossi play for Peñarol, who's coming into LAFC, it's because I have. I've watched countless games. Well, countless. I can count them, but in many fingers and toes and whatever. I've seen a lot of games. That I can break down for you. I can't tell you what some dude from Sacramento, Sacramento Republic is or what he is, who he is. I hear he's a Montenegrin international. Played in actually some World Cup qualifiers for him. So, good. Okay, good. That's fine. Boy, the Galaxy really putting together a roster here, though. Siggy Schmidt had been talking about how he wanted everybody in place for a camp, which, by the way, opens in less than a week. Can you believe that? We're just moments away, essentially, from the uh, MLS camps opening. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm expecting some signings coming down for LAFC shortly. When I say shortly, I don't mean within the next 18 minutes of the show. I mean probably this week, I would imagine, because their camp opens up. Just about the same time. Plus, we got the uh, draft coming up, the MLS Super Draft, the most inappropriately named thing in all of sport, the Super Draft in MLS. <laughs> I've been to one. It ain't that super. It's all right. They should have called it the MLS All Right Draft. The MLS, meh. <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 MLS meh, draft. It's all right. With the first pick of the 2018 MLS draft, the LAFC select Tomas Hilliard, RSA, the defender for Stanford. But that's my pick. I don't know. I haven't watched a lot of the combine. I've been trying to watch some of that online. MLS does a great job showing those combine games. But again, it's like watching, you know, it's like watching 22 six year olds run around when you don't know anybody. It doesn't really. And no disrespect to the players. They're going to all be fine players. They're going to have a good shot to make some teams. But it's like you don't know these dudes. I lo- There's nothing better. This is the time of year. And I'm going off on it for other sports too. And if you heard me do other like regular general sports talk, whether it's on ESPN's LA 710 here or elsewhere, you know how I feel about this. This is a passion of mine. But I'm starting to see them now in MLS this time of year, right? The Super Draft's coming up. The Stupor Draft is coming. The meh Draft. And... It's the mock draft. The dumbest thing ever in all of sport is the draft mock draft. Whether it's the NFL, and I don't care. But to anybody who has the audacity to put out an MLS mock draft, oh. (laughs) I literally had to study to find out two or three names of the people available in the MLS super draft. (laughs) The super groovy draft. Just that, I mean... But the mock drafts in the NFL, just as dumb, just as stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever. Because once you get by like those first two quarterbacks that everybody has down as the number one and two, and then it gets screwed up when somebody, it doesn't, the mock drafts, they're so stupid. And we all fall into them. Tell me you haven't read like 15 mock drafts in the last 12 months of your life, regardless of the sport. You know you're all shaking your head, yes. And I have to admit, I do the same thing. Dumbest thing ever. But I'm trying not to fall for the MLS Super Mock Drafts or the Super MLS Mock Draft. Wait, MLS Mock Super Drafts. That's how they are. I'm Dave Denholm. There's nothing mock about this show, but there are plenty of things super about Soccer Weekly. <laughs> and it is on here, the uh, home of <laughs> of world football in Southern California. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to ESPN LA 710. Soccer Weekly ESPN LA 710. Hello. 
I'm Dave Dunholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710. As we march on here, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. The number, if you'd like to get involved, you can hit me up on Twitter. We keep the conversation going there, at Talk Soccer. Interesting tweet here uh, fired at me, a question, and I want to get to that here. From Gilbert. Gilbert tweets in, with LA Galaxy, Atlanta... Orlando City and other MLS teams signing young international players like LAFC has done, other teams. Where are the older players going to play? Well, and I tweeted back, Gilbert, that's a good question, but look, if an older superstar, and I mean superstar, wants to come to MLS, someone will give them the money, and they'll go to just about anywhere. Let's be realistic. Now, of course, their first choice may well be like a New York or LA, but when you make five-plus million a year, Every town in America has a nice place to live when you make five-plus million bucks. You're not going to have a hard time finding a place to settle down. And eventually, depending on if you really love your football with the club and everything, so they'll find a way. But it's an interesting question. If some of these teams like Atlanta, who has really dedicated themselves to coming in and bringing in a lot of young hotshot talent. I, I tweeted the other day, and it was the biggest tweet I've ever sent out. With the reaction. I mean, I'm not some dude who's like got 100,000 followers on Twitter. I don't have 3,000 followers because I choose not to buy them from Eastern Europe. But that's another point for another day. But it was the biggest tweet ever in terms of the response that I tweeted out that I'm so pumped about the young signings that are coming into MLS. I can't wait for the season start. It's Every time you look up, Josue Coleman just signs. I mean, 19 years old. Jesus Medino with NYCFC. Early 20s. I mean, we're talking, and we've talked about Ezekiel Barco going to Atlanta United. 19, 18, 22, these guys signing for millions of dollars in terms of transfer fees, potentially. And it depends on this, which one you're talking about. Incredible. LAFC bringing in Diego Rossi. We've mentioned him many times. The Galaxy bringing in the dude from Sacramento. I'm kidding. Come on. It's a joke. He probably is a great defender. I don't doubt that. I just haven't seen him play like the other guys. Just kidding, okay? But you get the point. I am pumped up to see this season play out with this young talent. And again, it just brings me to the point where just if you're a dude who, you know, goes to the Three Lions pub in your town or goes to the, uh, you know, the Cat and the Fiddle to watch Bournemouth take on Huddersfield because those are your favorite teams somehow, even though you've never seen them live, I get it. But if you're just behind the, the the wall of oh MLS just stinks because it's you know it was terrible in 1998 you're just fooling yourself. It's just stupid. One thing that is not ridiculous about this show is everybody's favorite segment. We can all agree on this. Whether you're FIFA, all the way to Mexican fans, Club León, or us here in Southern California, we all agree stoppage time is where it's at. Yeah. The great Mario Rees, producer of this fine show, joining me as he does each and every week here on Stoppage Time. Mario, how you doing, buddy? What's up, Davey? Not too much, man. What's cracking? All right, with all the buzz, the hype, what's cracking, Dave? Really? I know. It's, <laughs> I remember when we used to say that in like 2003, but uh, sorry. As soon as, I, as soon as it left my mind, I knew you were going to give me grief about that. See, Mario Rees <laughs> is tied with Michael Funches as the two coolest men in the history of radio. So whenever I, I do something stupid like I am, you know, I'm this old man here. No, I liked it. I liked the what's cracking. 
Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. bad. It doesn't fit me. Who are we kidding? It's all good. It's all good. All right. <laughs> Much with all like the this hype, t-shirt I'm wearing, it doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> with all the hype and the buzz and the publicity that Leon is getting from yeah. Landon Donovan's arrival, what are the chances, though, that Landon is a letdown to all the Leon fans? Yeah, I mean, it's a decent chance. I, that's a good question. It's a good way to put it. What's the chances of him being a letdown? I'd say. Better than 50%, realistically, at 36, coming up here shortly, he's 35-plus, hasn't played in a while, is going to have to get into shape. You know, you heard Tom talk about it earlier in the show, Mario, as a, people who are listening to Tom Marshall from ESPN FC. He brought up an interesting point. It might not even be until the Apertura. You know, it's like this, yeah. tur- this tournament. You know, it's funny, his first tweet that he sent out was, uh, do you guys have an oxygen tank yeah. out there ready for me? <laughs> and now, make no mistake, Landon Donovan has been known throughout his career as being one of the most in-shape athletes in all of sport, not even just soccer, which, as we all know, soccer players are in incredible shape anyway Mm -hmm. compared to other sports even. But, I mean, Landon, above even most soccer players, is like at a different level. So if he can get there quick enough, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to doubt Landon Donovan. We've seen too much of him here in Southern California and with the United States national team. And, I mean, the fact that he – I can still see him in my mind's eye if I close my eyes, him hoisting those MLS Cup championships, trophies – at Stubb, I mean, literally in yeah. front of my eyes, and I'm standing there. Yeah, I'm not going to doubt him, but I mean, there's he's not 25 anymore, so and he hasn't played in a while, so it's better than 50 percent that he could be a disappointment to Leon. All right, Cristiano Ronaldo is tired oh, of boy. Real Madrid president Florentino Perez's procrastination. Aren't we all tired of Florentino Perez? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Ronaldo is serious this time though yeah. over a new contract and wants out of the Bernabeu. A source close to player uh, told ESPN FC on Tuesday. These rumors are heating up big time now, but how serious are Ronaldo to MLS rumors? Well, those have always been like the second line, you don't know, the secondary column, if you will, or the next paragraph under some of these, whenever yeah. people talk about it or write about it. Uh, you look, it's always a possibility in my estimation. Let me put it this way. It better be. Come on, MLS. Yeah, it better Get in be. There. It better be that possibility, Mario, that, okay, if he wants to stay the rest of his life at Real Madrid, nothing you can do about that, of course. He's, he's living it up over there. He's killing it. Yeah. He's 33 now. He's not 25, like, you know, much like the. So if he wants to stay in La Liga, okay. At this point of his career, I understand that. But if he wants to but leave. But if he wants to leave, they, MLS better be the first ones on the doorstep. I mean, the fact, and it, it bothers me, and I say it on the show, Mario and Jorge have heard it, but I'm going to tell you if you're just listening. The fact that Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo may both go their entire careers without playing in MLS what was the point of starting this stinking league 20-some years ago then? If you're going to have two of the greats, and I mean right up there with Pele and Diego Maradona for me, these are the top four players of all time in my estimation. And quite frankly, you could pick any of them out of a hat that maybe you could say they might be the best ever, right? If yeah. you have two of them right now in the time that MLS has been around as a league and neither one of them, if they both go through their long and storied careers without playing here and it doesn't look like Messi's ever going to make that move, if that, why even bother to start the league if you weren't going to make that kind of move? I understand Beckham, yeah. You know what? The fact that David Beckham signed is always going to be the biggest signing in MLS history because you probably wouldn't even have get someone like Ronaldo if he does come here. To You wouldn't have gotten Kaká, in other words. You wouldn't have gotten all these other guys, Thierry Henry, who scored goals. But David, David Villa, if Beckham didn't do it first. so But he has to come here if he's willing to leave. Now, I know he may end up going to Real, uh, Man United. That's the big Okay, I get it. 
But man, Man United is a lesser fit for him right now than LAFC or the guy. I say this right now at 55 minutes after the hour. We're at the end of the show, Mario. This is why you have to listen to the whole show here at Soccer Weekly. I'm telling you right now, Cristiano Ronaldo would be better off coming to L.A., either team, than going to Man United right now. And Man United is a lesser fit for him, based on what they're doing with Jose Mourinho, than is LAFC to build around him or LA Galaxy to rebuild around him up front. I mean that is the bottom that is the bottom lining it. He should be coming to Los Angeles. I'm not even forget all these other clubs. And look, I, you know I love MLS. Forget Columbus Crew slash Austin. Forget Houston. Forget Dallas FC Dallas and Orlando and all these other also rans. If you're a Cristiano Ronaldo and you're coming to to MLS, you're coming right here. You're going to be listening to Soccer Weekly on your local. Sports Talk Station, ESPN LA 710, because you belong in Los Angeles. It's Hollywood, baby. Yes. Fit right in. Remember that old uh, Lenny Kravitz song, I Belong to You? Well, Cristiano, put that in your iTunes. You know how many endorsement deals he has now? Oh. And how much he will have if he comes to Hollywood? I mean, do people not realize, like, what, it just, it blows the mind what could happen if Cristiano Ronaldo does end up leaving Real Madrid. It should be for LA. And then it's a battle of which team... You know, which one wants some more? Let's be honest. Yeah, well, maybe so. We shall find out. Great stuff here. It's on uh, Stoppage Time, our favorite segment with the great Mario Rees. Thanks, Mario. Appreciate that, buddy. You got it, man. Thanks to all you uh, listening out there. And uh, don't forget to check out, if you missed anything of this show, believe me, you'll want to hear me uh, go ranting about FIFA and what's going on there. The biggest single issue in all of U.S. soccer, and it has nothing to do with the upcoming election here for U.S. soccer president. It's FIFA and politics and the corruption potential there. Check that out on the podcast, Soccer Weekly on iTunes, the ESPN app. Subscribe, rate, and review. I can take it if you don't like it. I want to hear your feedback. That's fine. You can also give me your feedback on the show on social media. I'm on Twitter, at TalkSoccer. I don't know why you would want to follow me on Instagram, but it's Dave underscore Denholm. Believe me, there's nothing there for I mean, really, I'm terrible on Instagram. But, you know, if need be. Thanks to Jorge. Thanks to the great Mario Rees. Really appreciate all their work on this show. And thanks to you. And thanks to all the rugby fans who chimed in as well. I am Dave Denholm, and you are listening to the home of world football here in Southern California, ESPN LA 710.